Welcome to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast, brought to you by Asfalis Advisors and the Disaster Recovery Journal. Crisis management in today's world is ever-changing, and this podcast is our commitment to help you navigate successful outcomes for any crisis you may face. I'm your host, Vanessa Matthews. I specialize in providing insights and solutions for crisis, continuity, and resilience across industries from real estate and healthcare to terrorism in the airline and transportation worlds. No matter what industry you're in, this podcast will provide you the tools to build resilience in your organization. Welcome back to another episode. Today is a solo recording and today's podcast title is the five metrics and KPIs you should be tracking for business resilience. Something I always come back to from a business perspective is that if it can be measured, it can be improved. And metrics or KPIs are the best way that we can track the efforts to make sure we're moving the needle forward. And in this episode, I'm going to share what those five uh, metrics or KPIs are for business resilience. What I'd also like to offer is if what gets funded gets managed. And so the more we can drive funding to support the resources and the things that we need, the more leadership team will see that as a line item. And one thing that we've gotten into is showing clients, here is your risk. Let me show you where that's showing up on your balance sheet and on your profit and loss statement. And it hits a little bit differently, especially for those of you who might have profit and loss responsibility, or for those of you who might be seeking to grow more influence, start showing your teams how things are showing up from a P&L perspective. So what we do at our company is we measure the, the components of a uh, resilience program across six or seven different areas. Today, I'll talk about the top five of those things. But what I think is important to understand before I dive into the details of this is that in order to truly measure some of these things that we're going to talk about, it's really important for you to have the knowledge and the understanding of the organization's vision, the mission, the goals, the objectives, the company's facilities, the operations, how they make money, how they lose money, the products, the, the services, the hazards, the resources that your business may depend on, policies, plans, procedures, and other program elements to really take a comprehensive view at what you are measuring. And so for us, the one thing that I'll start with is how do you truly drive a measure and understand how you are managing your program. Is it effective? Is it efficient? Is it working and is it not? And so when I think about measuring specifically the program management component of your resiliency program, what are those things that you should be paying attention to? Fusion Risk Management is your North Star for operational resilience. The Fusion Framework System provides a foundation that enables you to understand how your business works how it breaks, and how to put it back together again, which allows you to make data-driven decisions so you can anticipate, prepare, respond, and learn through business disruptions and major crisis events. Head to the link in our show notes to request a demo today. Fusion Risk Management, building a more resilient world together. Number one is the program coordinator role, right? What is that role appointed for, or what, what does that role entail in terms of who is behind the scenes, doing the work, facilitating, orchestrating, and helping the business units and the teams to get to a place of where they need to. Why is that important? Because as a business continuity practitioner, your job is to facilitate and guide, 
right? Your business teams, the ones who own human resources and operations and business development and marketing, it's their role to recover their business operations. You're giving them the tools and the resources to be able to do it. The other thing that I would pay attention to from a program management perspective is the program ad administration. Is there a budget? Is it adequate? Uh, are there a schedule of milestones and deliverables that you're working yourself through? Are you also looking at laws and authorities that your program may be required to follow? And do you meet and exceed those requirements or not? Do you have a process in place for how you identify new or revised laws or standards or industry practices pertaining to the program? And how does that look as you evaluate um, environmental health and safety or uh, environmental protection, fire protection, security, your your vital records, how do all those things play a role for the different components in your program? So that's pro so that's the 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 metric number one is program management. Number two is planning. How do you measure your planning efforts? Many of us have the title of business continuity planner, but what does that mean? So from our perspective, the few things that you are able to measure from a planning perspective is the planning and design process. Do you have a crisis management or continuity or emergency management plan that addresses the significant things that can impact your operations, your reputation, or the financial aspects of your business? Uh, does your planning process include prevention, mitigation, response, continuity, and communications? And how are you measuring that? Is there a process for you to be able to involve your stakeholders from a planning and design perspective? Just hopped off a call with another person and they're working on dis disruptive innovation and design thinking tools. And that's one big thing, right? Planning is about designing with your stakeholders and not for your stakeholders. Um, this might be debatable depending on what you believe about continuity and resilience, but do you have a risk assessment process that's feeding in some of the content and some of the information for your program so you know specifically what you might need to be targeting within the resilience framework? Does your organization have a systematic or a documented process for how you assess risks of people, of property, of the environment, of the regulations, or some of the entities that you are re required to follow for your, your specific program? Um, has there been a baseline risk assessment completed for maybe your facilities or for your existing program? How do you know what your baseline is and what you're growing into? Um, for those of you who may use a business impact analysis, a SIPOC, or you call it something different, have you conducted um, the components of what you need to truly understand the impact analysis to the business? You know, are you looking at the key functions, the revenue generating activities, the technology systems, the critical systems that might be a part of your resilience program? Um, are you looking at the direct and the indirect costs in terms of that impact assessment for your, your program? Are you looking at the potential of loss of revenue, loss of market share, increased costs, or contractual penalties, et cetera? Uh, resource needs assessment from a planning standpoint, has the organization defined and documented the resources that are needed to truly uh, develop, implement, and maintain a program so that you can prevent, uh, mitigate, respond, prepare, and continue or recover, right? Back in the day when I worked at corporate, we would set up a multi-year plan to say, hey, phase one is to be able to get to here, but phase two is we're gonna get here. And once we get here, we're gonna need X number of dollars and X number of headcount to continue to grow this program, right? And one thing I know about me is I'm a builder, I'm not a maintainer, right? So once an organization gets to a place where you're ready to maintain, 
Um, that's typically not something that's within my greatest skill set. I like to see things continue to build and evolve. And so that's something that you might want to pay attention to. Um, so that's the second one is on planning. The third one that we believe that you should be measuring from a resilience perspective is what we would call implementation, right? So one thing that I would say here is what are the common plan requirements that you are measuring or evaluating? Do you have clearly defined lines of authority? Do you have lines of succession clearly defined for key roles? Um, do you have plans that are accessible during emergencies when maybe your facilities or systems may be down or uninhabitable? Are procedures in place and are they communicated so that information can move across the organization and, and be coordinated across decision makers, leadership teams, response teams? And how do you truly measure if those things are effective? Do you have mitigation strategies in place? Do those strategies incorporate um, different things like the removal or an elimination of a hazard, the reduction or the limitation of the size of a hazard, segregation of the hazard uh, for which you may or may not be trying to uh, protect or the control or the rate of release of that hazard, right? How are you measuring some of the mitigation activities and functions that might be happening within the business? From an implementation perspective, how are you implementing crisis communications and public information into your program? Do you have crisis comms, plans, and procedures in place to disseminate that information? How do you measure what's happening with the internal audience, with your internal employees versus your external? Um, we're working with a company in Arizona, and one of the vendor requirements is you have to go through an annual training with their team to understand risks for this company. That's a great thing that they're doing, but what's more importantly is that they communicated with us as their vendor. So what mechanisms are you using to communicate how your vendors fit into your risk or resilience portfolio? And then more importantly, how are you measuring that to make sure that it's actually meeting the needs of what you guys started and created that for? Does the organization have a crisis comms or public information capability that is a central contact or a central point of hub? Um, do you have a physical or a virtual information system? Do you have systems in place for gathering and monitoring and disseminating that information? And so everything that I'm talking about here are things that you can measure. The fourth thing that I think is important for you to consider as a metric or a KPI for resilience are training and education. Does your program have a curriculum? Do you have a training and an educational curriculum that's established to support all of those who have a role, whether their role is minimal or whether their role is extensive? Do you have a curriculum? Does your curriculum address the needs of people who may be impacted by hazards? Um, does your curriculum address the needs of those who may have emergency response or continuity teams? Um, does your curriculum uh, provide training for your employees to make them aware of your emergency response plans and your continuity, et, et cetera. When I tell people what I do as a professional, many employees say, I wonder if my company has that. And so it makes me wonder how, how are we branding? How are we communicating? How are we marketing the value of the program for the business? Um, in relation to training and exercises, right? What's the scope and the frequency of that instruction? Is training provided for all employees upon hire? Is training provided for emergency response and continuity teams? Is training provided when plans are changed or when they're updated? How are you guys doing that? And also, what about record keeping? Are records of your training and, and education maintained? Are they required? 
and where are those things updated or maintained within the business? And the last thing that I think is important for us to measure are exercises and tests. And so when we think about that, you know, from a program evaluation perspective, our program plans and procedures and training capabilities evaluated through periodic exercises and tests. Um, your exercise and test methodology, our exercises and, and tests designed to evaluate the maturity of your program and your plans. And how are you really doing that? Are your tests designed to demonstrate the capabilities that should be determined as opposed to tasks and things that are really not going to drive resiliency forward? Do the exercises and tests include things like an evaluation of your program or clarifying roles and responsibilities, obtaining participant feedback, validating the training and the education? Is this really effective? Is this really working? Uh, practicing the activation and the deployment of your teams. Are you guys in a space where you're looking at, hey, these are all the different things that we can potentially measure? So one of the things that we've really spent some time on the past couple of years is, is putting together a, really a 200 question input form that allows our team to assess all of the different things that I talked about today and more to really help uh, businesses to rethink about how you measure the effectiveness or of your resiliency program. So I hope this information is super helpful for you. This might be something that we can spend some more time on, but regardless, Every organization should be able to have a dashboard or something that you are measuring that organizational leaders can look at and see how prepared is my business? Is my North America team more prepared than my South American team? And how do you define what preparedness is for the business? So we hope this information is helpful to you and thank you for tuning in to another episode and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast brought to you by Asfalis Advisors and Disaster Recovery Journal. Make sure you check out the show notes for this episode to see all the upcoming events, programs, and ways we can support you. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a review, and share it with a friend. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.